stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, baseball fans of all ages. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. This is Joe Davis. This is Josiah Gray. I'm Jock Peterson. Hey, this is Ross Stripling. This is Tony Gonsolin. This is Buster Olney. This is Adrian Gonzalez. Hi, this is John Hartung, and you're listening to Blue Heaven. You're listening to Blue Heaven. And you're listening to Blue Heaven. And you're listening to Blue Heaven. And you are listening to the Blue Heaven Podcast. you live from dnhq in beautiful south pasadena california this is the blue heaven podcast what is going on dodgers nation my name is clint you can find me as real frg on twitter and instagram beautiful well said and i am brooke you can find me at brooke me three on twitter and instagram on today's show listen this is the last episode without baseball happening for many months many moons yeah at least through uh into november Almost. Yeah, because, uh, because playoffs, et cetera. Yeah, playoffs. We're going to win the World Series, it, all those things. Yeah, we uh, we have some fun. We're going to try to figure some things out. If things go a little wonky, you know what? Uh, just have some fun with us, guys. Pull up a beer. Roach is in the stream. He's a troll. But uh, we, we finally have listened to people. We we brought in our friend Doug. <laughs> not in. <laughs> he's, not, he's not here because, you know, COVID's and all of that. But uh, he said, uh, piss off, ghost. <laughs> but Doug, we're gonna get Doug uh, pull Doug on in a little bit. Hopefully, all that goes uh, pretty well. We also gonna talk uh, catching because there's some stuff that sort of dropped today, and we felt like talking catching. You know, Brooke and I are well, Brooke is a big time catcher fan, so we want to talk about our catchers and catchers depth. There's some Dodgers quick hits that we want to get into in a little bit. Uh, two two great giveaways we're gonna talk about, um, and I guess giveaway today, and a whole lot more. I'll remind you, this is a. Uh, what do we call it? A podcast? So, uh, you know, subscribe, hit that notification bell on all the things. Do it on YouTube as well. We'd appreciate it. YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Anywhere you could find us, if you could subscribe to us, like us, uh, do, what do they call that? Um, leave yeah. a review, rate yeah. us, give us a check mark. We'd appreciate it, you know? Do all those things, guys. We appreciate all of them. It makes us happy and fluffy and uh, warm inside, whatever it is. Whatever fluffy it automatically. Yeah, well, it's fine. Don't forget, guys, this is a live stream, so make sure you drop into the chat. Let us know where you're repping, repping Dodgers Nation tonight. We want to talk to you guys. Doug's definitely going to want to hear from you guys when he comes on because Doug likes to talk. You guys know that. Um, I'm just going to check in on the chat here because I haven't really looked at it at all. Jeff says, why are spring training tickets so expensive? I hadn't heard that spring training tickets were expensive. Well, they all sold out like hella quick. Yeah, so I think people are reselling them, and that's why they're expensive. Uh, They sold out within two hours. Is that – was it faster? Yeah, two hours. Yeah. People really want to see – there, Dodgers. We're coming up tomorrow, Tuesday, when this comes out as a podcast. It will be exactly one year to the day for the last time Brooke and I saw a live baseball game. We saw yeah. Mookie's debut. We got to see Mookie's debut. I remember he popped out uh, his first at, at bat. His first at bat, and that's all I really remember from and that look day. What happened? Hopefully, <laughs> Trevor Bauer pops out in his first at bat. I think that that would be impressive. Things. Yeah, I would, I would really enjoy that. Uh, Roach is t- tuning in from Yorkshire, England. He's trolling today. Um, 
Alyssa checking in from Cambridge, Massachusetts. What's up, Alyssa? Good to see you again. Puppy Butt 310 giving us five stars. Jose Rod saying, where's Doug? He'll be here. Give us like 20 minutes. We got things to talk about. You can't just drop the main course right from the start. Leslie is also in stream saying, hey, boys. How you doing, Leslie? Good to see you. At least your name here. And uh, Leslie cannot wait for spring training to start. Less than a week. Sunday is baseball, and I'm thrilled. I am very happy about it. I feel like I feel like baseball's been gone for a long time, even though it hasn't been gone. I mean, it, it just ended the end of October, so it hasn't been that long. It's felt a, a lot longer than normal. Uh, today, Spectrum Networks announced that uh, they're going to be having all of the spring training games covered, which is awesome. Alternatively, Spectrum Internet just went down across L.A., so there's all sorts of news for we Spectrum today. We out here. We running it. You know how we do. We struggling. Yeah, it happens. But uh, we're struggling for different reasons, just, you know, YOLO. Uh, cool Whip Special says Dodgers win 107 seven games this year. I guess we haven't done our uh, season predictions. Maybe we should do that We at have some not point. done that. Yeah, right, next week. Next week we'll do all of our season. I mean, we've. I don't know that we've ever we're, gone back and no, checked on any no. of them, but I'm 99% sure we're wrong about everything all the time. So <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't know that you necessarily want us predicting things if you want them to happen that bad. We well, should do it. I'll, all right. This is my promise to you. I will go back. Between now no, and not. next week, I'm probably no, not going to do it. Definitely not. I will go back and check our predictions and see how we did on things. <clears throat> hold him, hold know. it, hold him to it, guys. That's at brookme three on Twitter and Instagram. Go at dmac <laughs> underscore la. Just attack him. Just attack him in the DMs because why not? But uh, that's that's wild to, to see 107 and have it be like sure. You know what? That is in a realm of possibility. Yeah, I mean it's. It, it it really to me is like a yeah that's a good number for me like that feels solid I I believe in that number. It's an odd time when you feel like you can win 107 games. And by odd, I mean it's a great time when it feels like you can win 107 games from the start of a season because generally you shoot way under. Mm -hmm. Fredo asked, chances Trevor Bauer gets beaned sometime in 2021 if the DH isn't installed. I think it's almost a bona fide guarantee once we hit New York. (laughs) <laughs> if especially if Thor's in the lineup or, or pitching, he's on the bump. I, I think uh, I think old TB made some uh, TB twenty seven made some fans there in um, it, it, with the New York Mets. So that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, it's a little bit like a soap opera these days on social. I mean, it's always like a soap opera on on Twitter, but uh, usually you don't have a major league baseball player involved in it in some way, shape, or form. But you know, strange times we're living in, we adjust as we go. And we just watch. That's all we can do. We just watch. You think the DH sneaks in somehow magically? I still think that the DH <gasps> sneaks in. I've, yeah, I've, is this your prediction? I've stayed on that prediction. I think I even said it last week. I still think it's going to find its way in. I've said many times that Major League Baseball and the Players Union have proven that they can go down to the buzzer on many, many, many important, like very yeah. important topics. And I think that's going to be one of them. I think that the roster issue is going to be something that the roster mm-hmm. size, something that we talked about. I think it's yeah. going to be up from the normal. Um, and I think that they'll continue to talk expanded playoffs. I think they will continue to talk about it. I don't know if it'll sneak in, but I think that one way or another, well, something's going to happen. MLB is not giving them, it's not giving the players DH, universal DH, unless they get their expanded playoffs. So I, we've talked about it plenty. I really hate the expanded playoffs. I think it, it, it lessens the value of of uh, making the playoffs, even though we, but as Dodger fans, we know we don't need to worry about making the playoffs. It's going to happen unless something just catastrophic happens. That would be a and failure. there's nine misfortunes, perhaps. But 
Dodgers are making the playoffs. That was never going to be an issue. But having to play that, anything can happen in one of those short three-game series. So it's it's less fun. And you know, I've heard people talking about trying to uh, do do a bye week in the first week. You can't do that in baseball because baseball players are a creature of habit. You mess up the, the people's timing. You mess up uh, the 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 rotation. Maybe the rotation benefits the most. Um, pitchers like to be on that routine especially relievers so you're not going to get that you're not going to get like a college style buy or an nfl style buy it just it doesn't play up for baseball players but that's all i'm going to say about that topic oh we really appreciate your input on that we were all looking for it i'm glad we got to be there for it i really like it uh verdell over on facebook says i don't like expanded playoffs (laughs) join the club i think a lot of people don't like the expanded playoffs i think the only people that really enjoy expanded playoffs are the owners uh, MLB and the fringe teams. Yeah, yeah. Well, I and, think that's and, it. And, and the league because yeah. they make all that. Uh, I've already pushed the money button. Speaking of money, we have a cool giveaway. Have oh, okay. we have a cool giveaway. I, I forgot to uh, to install the graphic, but okay. you guys know what it looks like when the Dodgers uh, win, and you guys know what like old um, box set DVD things. Why don't you tell the people what they can win? <laughs> I mean, just well executed to a T. Without the graphic, we're fine though. We partnered up with, partnered up with AM five seventy, the Dodgers station. I, I I don't have to explain that to you. LA you Sports Radio them, uh, to give away a complete eight disc collector's. You have to say disc very disc. carefully. Eight disc collector's edition of the Dodgers twenty twenty World Series win. Um, I personally would not be able to watch all of that because that is a lot of time it's and a lot effort. Of disc. But if you have the time to watch it, I guarantee you it's worth it. It's a collector's edition. It looks cool. It's going to probably be worth money down the line someday. I don't know. It's just awesome. And AM570 gave it to, or worked with us to give mm-hmm. away to our fans and their fans. And so we would like to announce the winner of that because we have several things that we're giving away today. Yep. And the winner of that wonderful, amazing, perfect, awesome prize, courtesy of AM570, is Jacob. Oh. Uh, Oh, sorry. Jacob Nogle. I don't know how to say this person's name. I don't know how to say anybody's name. I I would be the worst substitute teacher because I would slaughter, (laughs) butcher every person's name. And that's uh, at something on Instagram. We'll send you a DM on Instagram or Eddie will because he's listening all the time. Uh, And then, you know, communicate with us. But make sure you guys follow at AM570LA Sports all season long. They got a lot of stuff on there. They did a lot of stuff with Trevor Bauer. They've done stuff with... Uh, they have Andre Ishiguro on a recurring segment. JT's on yep. all the time. Uh, you're definitely going to want to follow their Instagram throughout the course of the season because it's a good place to get to some inside look at things. More Dodger content. That's what we're all here for. Uh, I, I don't know if you mentioned it. Yeah, uh, DM us back if not uh, within 48 hours. We're going to give it to somebody else. So that's that's space. just the way it works. All right. This is this is free ball in here. You know, um, we're talking about uh, talking about some catching today. Austin Barnes met with the media, and um, you know he was kind of asked about, "Hey, dude, you've each year you've been this backup guy, and then all of a sudden in the playoffs you're you're starting, and you're getting the the lion's share of the starts." I'm just curious. Um, I mean, last year you guys can go back and listen to a lot of our podcasts from last year. And and especially the uh, uh, what is what we're doing pre games and all of that, we are all about Austin Barnes as uh, as a catcher. He is the best catcher on this team, best catch and receive, catch and throw guy, the best game caller. You saw the difference in how Walker Bueller was able to to maintain himself and and just get through some really tough situations, particularly in the the NLCS, right. But we also know this is Will Smith's team. Will Smith is the future. So 
I don't know. Talk that out. What do you think about this sort of? It's not really a catching conundrum, but it is kind of a catching conundrum. Yeah, I think you're. I mean, you just look down the line and you start thinking about the Dodgers behind home plate, and you're kind of like, what is their plan? Because there's so many guys coming up through the system that should be here mm-hmm. in the next couple of years. And with that in mind, you're looking at the current situation and being like, okay, well, we have our catching situation right now figured out for the next five years. So what what happens after that? Where do pieces move? What the hell happens with Kiber Ruiz? Like, yeah. there are so many questions that it's they're good questions, by the way. If you're thinking about this in terms of what we're dealing with, they're all good questions. But I don't know. I, Austin Barnes got way more starts in the playoffs than I anticipated him getting. I don't think you and I yeah. expected that. Get, especially get, going in. Especially going in. Because Will Smith was just, I mean, you talk about a guy tearing the cover off the ball. Like if I don't know that anybody has hit the ball harder than Will Smith has on a consistent basis mm-hmm. for what he did in 2020. It seemed like every time he was coming to the plate, he was hitting the ball 95-plus mile an hour off the bat, which is ex- incredibly good. Um, so I think when you're looking at it, they, there's two sides to it. Obviously, the bat of Will Smith is why he's in there, and the defensive side of things and how he handles pitching staffs is why is why Austin Barnes gets put in there, mm-hmm. and that's why he's Clayton Kershaw's catcher. Um, <clears throat> that and that means a whole lot. That does, and that carries a lot of weight because he's going to be around, <laughs> and you hope he's going to be around long to- uh, long term. Um, but it's such a stark drastic difference when you're looking at the two catchers because one of them is so good with the bat and one of them is so good with the glove and they're both on the other side of things both so average or slightly below average at at what they do opposite of that so you look at Barnes pretty below average with the bat in terms of what he'd done although he had his best arguably his best offensive season since 2017 this uh, past season Um, and then Will Smith is just his framing is terrible Um, most of his defensive metrics don't rank out very well but his framing rates rated out as the worst in Major League Baseball last year which is funny because he was drafted as a glove first catch first kind of defense first player and then all of a sudden this bat is he's an elite bat in the league particularly at catcher I mean he's putting up piazza level numbers over a 162 stretch over 140 games if he had played that many he's played what 93 games I think in his career and and prodigious uh, power out of the out of the two spot there yeah i mean you look at like his his deep like deep deep numbers and this is uh i don't like going off of baseball savant type of things but in terms of like hard hit percentage ranks near up like the top of the league and a bunch of different offensive numbers and expected offensive numbers and we got to see early on in the season he had a lot of really bad luck hitting right at people very hard and then you look at his framing, and he's in the bottom 5% of the league in framing. And you're yeah. like, wow, that is a stark drop-off. And then you switch over to Barnes, and you're like, he's in the top 96 percentile of framing. He's one of the best framing catchers in the league, but he just can't hit very well. So there's this weird balance that just hasn't been found. It would be solved if you could, and I, I think that will be part of uh, spring training and mm-hmm. part of the season plan for the year, is working <clears throat> Will Smith very hard behind the plate and working on a lot of different things um, back there to make his defense. If his defense gets even remotely better, he is going to be the guy moving forward, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't see any other way well, around Well, either it. way, he's going to be the guy. But then we're going to get sure to he those will. questions. Yeah. We're going to get those questions each year. And, and you know, if, if uh, Barnes is starting, if Sam Barnes is starting twice a week because, yeah. you know, Kershaw 
and 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 Bueller want to throw to him, you know. I mean, the next big test is to see what Bauer thinks because Bauer is very very particular with his catchers. Right. And you saw yeah. a lot of that last year, and you saw him in in his Cy Young acceptance stuff about how, him calling out uh, what Tucker Barnhart right. and the other guy whose name escapes me, the other Reds catcher, because who the hell knows Cincinnati Reds, Reds. <laughs> but. That's going to be a big thing, and if you start to see Barnsey by the All Star break getting you know the lion's share of catches uh, or starts with uh, Bauer on the bump, that's going to tell you a lot about where Will Smith is. And I mean, you saw that in Will Smith's first se- uh, season. There you go, Kurt Casale. Thank you, Cool Whip Special. Cool Whip. Cool Whip Casale, Special. Um, you saw that you had those kind of uh, lingering, I guess, question marks mm-hmm. in in. Um, Will Smith's first season about him, I wouldn't say not getting along with the pitching staff, but there being that divide. And I don't think the shortened season helped it too much. I don't know if he's focusing more on the batting side of things, but uh, with where we're at, it's a good problem to have that you have enough offense to negate the maybe one or two runs that uh, you might lose from a catcher or something. I don't know. I mean, one or two runs feels like a lot, but... uh, we, um, as we said at the top of the show, Dave talked a, a, a bit about the the split between the catching and kind of what he expects to happen this year. So let's hear a little bit of Dave, and then we'll dive into uh, what Doc has to say about particularly Austin Barnes and Will Smith. Yeah, um, you know, honestly, Bill, I, I just, I, I guess if you look at, you know, timeshare, um, I guess it's a backup, but I don't see it as such. Um, I, I think it's a one in one a. Um, they're both very valuable, and I think that we've done a good job of of using both of them and, and uh, uh, exploiting strengths and, and things to help us win baseball games, whether it be in the regular season, the postseason. And, um, yeah, I, I just don't want Austin to kind of come into the season as a backup because, you know, clearly, you know, in the postseason, yeah, we leaned on him. So we'll see how it plays out, and it's kind of the same message where – uh, competition is a good thing. Um, continue to get better at your craft uh, behind the plate um, in the batter's box, and and we'll see where that takes us. It's really interesting because that's the first time that I've ever heard somebody not call Austin Barnes a backup catcher because, yeah. in my mind, he's always been the backup catcher. He's mm-hmm. been that way for the last two years. He didn't even – I don't even think he played uh, – he didn't make the playoff roster in uh, uh, 2019. yeah. Man, the years fly by. Holy hell. Um, but that's the first time we've ever heard it more as a competition thing rather than as something that's set in stone and something that's just to be expected. And mm-hmm. that's, I think, something that he's been – or Dave Roberts in particular has preached early on in the first couple of days of spring training is that hey like nothing's set in stone like all across the board there's competitions that are going to be going on and those are good for our our guys those are good for making our guys work hard and not expecting something and Mm -hmm. and i think that fuels the drive back to a world series championship because obviously the world series hangover is something that's very real it's something that teams have dealt with something we dealt with in 2000 2018 after Mm -hmm. losing in 2017 which isn't common to lose and then have one but uh (laughs) it it can happen and you want to make sure that you feel that hunger feel that drive and i think that's good for it but i've never heard i've never heard dave say like oh yeah like they're they're one and one a like they're they're both right up there yeah usually it's uh the last well, last year, particularly twice, as you got spring training one and spring training 2.0 or summer camp, Doc always talked about how the Will is going to get the lion's share. And, and usually that's the way he goes. He he um, sugarcoats his way around it. He's going to get the lion's share. But maybe right. this isn't that, you know, Dave's opportunity to call out Will Smith and be like, dude, you need to improve your game calling. 
because that's that's huge. And and again, there's no way. Uh, obviously, there's no way we can we could actually look at it and say yes or no, or, or we can't have any real stats behind it. But there's no way, in my personal opinion, uh, hashtag a scout. Um, that that uh, Walker Bueller would have got out of that bases loaded no out jam without the calming veteran presence of Mister Sam Austin Barnes. Yeah, and I mean anybody who's ever pitched even at it, really at any level doesn't really matter knows that if you can't really rely on your catcher, it's a really hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to get by on the mound in mm-hmm. under pressure situations like that. So there is something to it. Um, I don't know how much there is to it, but I I am interested to see. Uh, if Austin Barnes starts actually go up this season, because I think that number one, he's going to stay Clayton's catcher as well. And yeah. Preferred catcher. So I mean, if he's the, the de facto uh, unofficial personal catcher for three of your five in your starting rotation, that's going to light a fire under your ass. If you're Will Smith, I mean, it has to, you can't look at that and be like, I know I'm better than this guy. Yeah. I know I can hit way better than this, this guy. All, a- if I have to work on this to be better than him and to get his starts and, you know, and to earn the trust of my starters then why not? That's <clears> what you work on in spring training. I think that, I don't know. Look, I, I don't know anything. I'm not a smart dude, but I do know that Austin, or, uh, Will Smith needs, thank you. <laughs> Will Smith should spend this entire spring training camp working on his framing. And uh, beyond that, I don't know what else he can do in terms of the metrics that he needs to work on from defensive side it's of things. It's going to be but time. He's got to work on stuff and he's yeah. got to get it down. And I think he's going to be good, but I don't know. Not they- right now. <laughs> In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. The uh, the lack of DH is definitely gonna if if we end up getting going that way, which uh-huh. every all the writing on the wall says there's gonna be no DH. It's what we're being told. That's going to hurt the Dodgers a lot in this particular thing because I don't think, honestly, I don't I don't know if we could have won the world, or made it to the World Series without the DH last year because you got to keep Will Smith in that lineup, but you needed the glove of Austin Barnes um, to focus on the Will Smith side of thing. Will Smith is this well, I I don't know how you feel about it. He's a top three offensive catcher in the game. Um, but well, it would be behind Real Muto, who's hurt, and Grandal right now. But uh, if you're looking at the small sample size, he might be the best overall. But the other guys just have length; they have longevity. Right. They've been right, doing right. it for years. Will Smith has been doing it for 93 games. But those 93 games are pretty next level. And um, we wanted to introduce new friend of the show and new friend of uh, Dodgers Nation, Mr. Juan Toribio, who is the Dodgers beat writer for MLB.com. And uh, Juan was uh, in. He came over from the Rays, and we did this interview with him a couple weeks ago. Um, check it out on our YouTube channel. I think I, I need to eventually post it as a podcast, but it is up on our our YouTube channel. Uh, obviously, you got a new guy coming to the Dodgers. You got to learn about the team and what he sees so far. He likes in that guy, Mister William Dilliam Smith. But yeah, I think the one guy which I'm actually kind of excited to see play in person is Will Smith. I think. I think he's the one guy that everything I, I've seen and, and just kind of read and, you know, everything, all the due diligence is just, this gets a stud. And, you know, when you're in this lineup and you have Betts and Bellinger and Seager and, and all those guys, I feel like it's pretty easy for you to go under the radar. 
But this guy might be, you know, he has the potential to be the best hitting catcher in the National League. And, and you, know, you know, obviously JT Riomuda will have something to say about that. But I think he's the one guy where I'm like, man, this this guy's really good. And he doesn't get talked about as much. Or maybe I didn't know much about him. I'm, I'm sure you guys know him pretty well. So he's the one guy of everyone, which is kind of like a, a random a random pick. But um, I, li- I like him. I think he's going to be pretty good and just kind of, fi- you know, fit in really well in that lineup. Miss Cleo himself. Miss Looking Cleo. into the future, calls it Will Smith the greatest catcher in human history. Um, that's that's a that's maybe an that's inaccurate a great spin. Way to, but, great way uh, to sum it up. I'm always glad to look back at these interviews and, and know that I'm not wearing the exact same thing. That's that's all I'm ever really looking. <laughs> all at. of my shirts are like this blue. A lot of them. Check out this is Belly and the Ball. Check it out. GearUp.LA. When you buy our shirts, you literally support us. GearUp.LA. Thank you. <laughs> that was you found your plug. Way to go! You did it. You fit it right in. That was for Gary. Uh, I mean, that's it's funny that he comes over and that's the that's the guy that he kind of leans on. That's the guy he kind of looks at. I think we've all been looking at him for a while, and obviously, that's because we know him and we've mm-hmm. uh, gotten to watch him play the entire year. But you forget that when you're not watching one team play, you don't necessarily get to see all the pieces. You kind of just get to see their superstars and their highlights and things like that. But Will Smith can be the guy. He can be the guy moving forward. He can be. A really, really good catcher. There's obviously some things that he needs to work on. I do worry that because of the defensive gap between the two of them, mm-hmm. uh, and I think uh, our, our buddy SD Dodgers Tim is in the stream. I think he said it somewhere where he's like, it's dumb to have a designated catcher, especially at the start of the season. Yeah. Like, it makes sense, playoff run. Sure, why not? It definitely <laughs> made sense when Austin Barnes was in there for Walker and, and Kershaw during the postseason. I get that. But to have that at the beginning of the season doesn't quite add up, doesn't quite make sense. Work with those guys. See if you can improve your relationship with them. See if you can improve them as catchers behind mm-hmm. the plate. See if you can improve them as pitch callers, all those things. I do worry that Austin Barnes is going to end up taking some of those at-bats because now that we don't have that universal DH, that and if we if that is the plan moving forward, that hurts. That you take the bat out of Will Smith's hand, you take yeah. his bat out of the lineup, and I'm not calling Austin Barnes an automatic out. I'm not saying that he is hey, basically Mookie, a pitcher Mookie. batting in front of a pitcher. Mookie bets, man. I'm telling you, he's, he's going to continue to be him. his pit, uh, hitting coach. Yeah, so, I mean, there's hope that Austin Barnes can improve with the bat or continue to build off of the 2020 season. It still was not a good offensive 2020 season. Don't forget that. He was still well below average, well below league average. Um, so there's still things that he can work on, but <clears throat> one way or another, somebody's got to improve somewhere because there's just awkward in between right now that's happening where they're just so drastically far apart on different sides of things that it makes it really complicated. Like it would be a lot easier if Will Smith was also a very good defensive catcher because then that mm-hmm. wouldn't even be a conversation anymore. It would be like, yeah, Austin Martins is the backup. Will Smith crushes the ball and is uh, throwing dudes out and framing perfectly and we love him. The only way uh, this is going to get better is is with time. Will Smith just needs to get reps honestly it would probably benefit him a whole lot to learn how to receive the the best pitcher of a generation in Clayton Kershaw so Clayton might need to ease up on his personal catcher preference which I get you you and you need these numbers this is a platform here for Kersh he doesn't know if he's going to be back he knows he's going to be playing not 100% sure if it's going to be with the Dodgers probably is good chance it is I don't think he goes anywhere Andrew Friedman has his piece and cues about it he's not going anywhere but um, yeah, if you're if you're receiving one of the best to ever do it, you're going to learn a lot about catching. And uh, I, 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 again, time, time is all it's going to take. One last one I saw, uh, unknown god, he's some unknown god over on YouTube saying Ruiz, make him our third catcher. I want to get your thoughts on uh, Kiebert, Kiebert, Kybert, and uh, where he's at. 
inform the fine people on where he's at. I mean, literally, he's not here yet. Uh, <laughs> that's that's one thing. He's having some issues with his visa still. But I I think that the Dodgers have really just they they got to be closing in on a crossroads with Kiebert pretty soon here. Yeah. I mean, they they're right on the fringe of making a decision or having. Having kind of, to make kind a of having yeah. to make a decision. He's not a kid anymore. I mean, he still is a kid, but he's not a kid kid. You forget how long he's been around. You forget how, long, how the fact that he hasn't been able to make an impact yet. He obviously played that one series yeah. <laughs> with against the Angels last year, and that's kind of all he did the entire year. He's taken steps back. He's taken steps forward. He's He's gone back and forth. He's had injuries. He's had ups. He's had downs. I just don't know what their plan is with him anymore. To the point, to, to almost to the point where this past off season, I thought for sure he was going to be traded. Yeah. I thought for sure he was going to be flipped somewhere because I was like, especially when I saw the Barnes, Barnes contract. Obviously, it's two years. Obviously, still arbitration, et cetera. So that, that accounts for some things. But when I saw that, I was like, man, there's there's just so much talent coming up behind him. I mean, Tim could fill you in all all the catchers that we have coming up through the system over the next couple of years, but there are a lot mm-hmm. of good good names coming up through the system that should make an impact relatively soon. Um, but then again, we also thought that about Kiebert. So yeah, I mean, he's in that know. he's in that same spot. You know that that Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin are these guys are too good to be bouncing around or not in the rotation the way they uh, are going to be or right. aren't going to be. So um, there's only so long you could hold on to this premium talent and and just kind of keep shuttling them back and forth to AAA or keeping them in the bullpen or or whatever the hell it's going to be. You can't. Not everybody's going to be as nice as Ross Stripling was. And and just saying, oh yeah, sure, whatever, I'll do that, no problem. Um, and then, oh, yeah, great you know, question. Cost cost <laughs> yourself a few million dollars potentially in, in salary over your career. So they they got to do something. They got to they got to do something with Kbert for sure. We'll get a little bit more in on pitching in a second because um, we do got to talk more about Tony. We got to talk more about D May. But first, you got to do a giveaway. Another one? Another one. We're doing so many giveaways, guys. Hell yeah. You know what? I don't know why people, there's not more people watching us these days. We give away so much. I mean, you know, Spectrum's down, so I guess that might be part of it. Uh, But we're back. We're working on our friends at Elite Sports Collectibles. We've been doing this for a long time now. We've been giving away a ton of stuff. You guys have been a part of this uh, process. Some of you guys have even won some stuff. I think there's a few people that watch the live stream that actually won some stuff, so that's very cool for them. Uh, this week we're announcing the winner of the autographed Kirk Gibson signed baseball. It is not the baseball, but it is a Kirk Gibson signed baseball. It's very cool. Courtesy of elite sport, elite sports collectibles. Try saying that 10 times fast. And the winner of that, are we doing drum roll? No drum roll. I'll give you a drum roll. Perfect. Uh, Sabrina Stein at Perfectly Bree over on Instagram. We'll send you a DM on Instagram. You have won yourself Kirk Gibson signed baseball. You can show it off to all your friends and family and be like, hey, look, I I, I have this. It, it, this, it would baseball. be here, but I don't have it, but it would be this. I, I have a spot in here I don't want to put it next to my stripling ball. I got a Dieter Rule ball. We got a Corey Seager ball in here. On that note, you have 48 hours to respond to that Instagram DM, or else it goes next next to the Corey Seager ball, I guess. No, I mean, we it doesn't really. We don't them. get anything, yeah. guys. We suck. <laughs> but this week, we're doing something cool this week. I mean, yes. we're always doing something cool, but we're really doing something cool this week. Yes, our friends at Elite Sports Collectibles has hooked it up once again, as they will be doing all our most season long. Uh, I guess that's a great way of saying it. And we are giving away... This 2020 Dodgers World Series champion 12-inch replica trophy. Say that one 10 times fast. Yes, this is that one that that I think nobody can get right now online. Um, I believe it's the one from FOCO. People are trying to get their paws on it. 
And you can't. Well, you can right here. It's pretty simple. All you got to do is just uh, go on our Instagram, follow the rules on our Instagram, and and you could be entered to win. We are going to announce the winner next Monday, uh, on March 1st. There will be baseball. There would have been a baseball game that had happened by them, possibly tw- two of them. So... Yeah, go uh, follow us at Official Dodgers Nation. Make sure you follow our friends at Elite Sports Collectibles 1 on Instagram. You need to be following us to be uh, eligible to win. Comment your friends' names, all that stuff. And, uh, again, the post on our Instagram will give you the info that you need to win that cool uh, giveaway. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. Bring them home. <laughs> says, looks like a nice piece of metal. It's a beautiful piece <laughs> of metal. Hey, you guys remember that when, uh, when uh, um, uh, Rob Manfred's pile of crap? You, gotta, you really got to stick around for the whole show. <laughs> and speaking of pile of crap, now speaking of uh, sticking around for the whole show, I know a lot of people are here for this guy. You guys know him from our YouTube channel, DodgersNation.com. He's there every <laughs> single day on your internet machine. Uh, he's also the host of your DN Dodgers Nation postgame show that's going to be coming back once the season gets going again. DMAC underscore LA. What is going on, Douglas? What's going on, my guys? Great to be back on the, on the Blue Heaven podcast, man. It's been a minute. I know. It's I've been, been like a year, dude. Probably a year now, but it's great COVID. to be back, man. I, I don't know who needs to hear this, but this is the best Dodgers podcast in the game. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Dodgers Nation employee trying to get a raise. <laughs> I really do mean that, and I'm just thrilled to be back uh, rocking with you guys. Yeah. Hey, well, the check's in the mail, brother. Yeah, yeah give him a raise right yeah, now. Right, <laughs> we'll give him We'll give him two. Oh, the, the chat, the Look, chat the, goes the wild. The chat come all of a sudden, guys. All of a sudden. By the way, I've been working what on- up, Dodgers Nation? I've been working on figuring this out for a while. You guys that are watching on this stream side- to get somebody in live was kind of a huge pain in the ass, but we worked it out, and nobody better to have on than our boy Doug McCain. Again, hey, I just want your your. I mean, I know you guys. I mean, you got you've been talking all about the Dodgers on our on our YouTube all off season long, getting into the rumors, getting into things, putting real life perspective on on all the the. John Heyman tweets and other crap that have happened all off season long, getting people to understand that don't believe everything you hear on the internet. I want to just get your your take. Usually, you got to have you have some narrative. You know, you got to talk newsy things about it, whatever the hell it may be. I want to know how do you feel about these Dodgers entering uh, spring training here and entering the twenty twenty one season. Like I just I feel like I say this every year, but I've never been this excited for a baseball season. I mean, coming off that World Series win, now we that monkey's off our back. We ended that 32-year drought, and I just want more. I'm greedy. I want to make up for some of those lost World Series in years past, some of those heartbreaks. And I think this team is just so loaded. They're so stacked. And I'm just I cannot wait for this season. And the thing is, too, like sometimes when you have such a loaded team and you're the prohibitive favorite to go back and win the World Series – it almost seems like it's this foregone conclusion, but I think one of my favorite things about this Dodger team is there's so many underlying questions. There's so many questions about the rotation, about the bullpen, and I think it's just going to be a fun, exciting year with so many different storylines, and I just can't wait. I think you hit it right on the head when you say uh, 
seems like it's every year, but every every year that we go into a new season, it's always like, this is the most excited yeah. I've ever been to watch a Dodgers team. <laughs> yeah, right, the way in 2017, I mean, 18, 19, 20. You, you thought it would have changed a little bit after winning the World Series, but no, if anything, I think we're all more hungry. No, I think like most days you, I mean, most seasons you look at it and I, I, I mean, it's it's tough to look at it from a non-biased standpoint, but obviously as Dodgers fans, but every single season, you kind of look at it and you're like, this is a better team than last year. This team could be way better. How and do you then win 2021 is just like, I, I mean, you're looking at your 2021 team right now as it stands versus your 2020 World Series team that dominated. And you're you're seriously looking at that, and I think it's really hard to not look at that and be like, "This team is way better," and and that is wild to be able to say, yeah. um, especially I mean in this climate, like in in this in this economy of yeah. all things. <laughs> uh, so I'm yeah. very excited about that. There's a lot of good. No, things I agree with you 100, Brooke. It's like you thought that maybe winning a World Series, maybe like okay. It won't. You won't have that same hunger, but I feel like it's it's tenfold now because now we have a chance to do something that's really special. First team, then go back to back since the 2000 Yankees. But let's go crazy. Let's go 2001 Mariners. Set an all time record <laughs> with the talent on this team. And to me, it's the thing about last year too is I just really feel like right when the season started, it feel like it felt like we were counting down the days for it to end. And I'm just ready for a really long, long 162 game season. Mm-hmm. All star break, just the full Monty with Mookie Betts and company. Now David Price is back. We signed Trevor Bauer. I think this is going to be one of the most memorable seasons of our lifetimes. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, the the chat just came to life with it, where people were talking about Anthony over on Periscope says that out of all the recent seasons, this is the season to watch. And that's coming off of the back of a World Series win, the first yeah. one in 32 years, like you just said. It's kind of wild that we can look at this team and be this excited about it, but I just... I can't think of any time in recent history that this that a team just in general has looked this stacked. Not even just the Dodger teams. Like a team just in general has looked this stacked. There's obviously been very famous teams going in with the murderers row of their own. Murderers uh, rotation. We got Doug Mac. Go. Doug Mac underscore LA. Doug Mac. <laughs> Doug Mac. Crazy, man. Hey, make sure you guys are following him at DMac underscore LA on on uh, on Twitter and Instagram. He throws some fire up there. But anyways, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I had to. I already forgot what I was saying. But murderers row. Regardless, we're looking at this roster. We're looking at the starting rotation. I mean, hell, we're even looking at a bullpen that is arguably our weakest spot right now and still excited about yeah. it. So I think that we're in a good spot. Doug, who stands out to you? I mean, if you're looking at, you know, are we talk, if we're going to talk starting pitching, obviously there's there's the obvious in there. But, I mean, just in general, when you're looking at this team, who what's one guy you're looking at that you're like, I cannot wait to watch this guy play in 2021? I think I'm starting right with David Price because David Price Ooh. sits out the entire 2020 season and we just don't, he's such an unknown. I think if David Price comes in and he's a contributor and he picks up where he left off in the first, in the first half of 2019, I think it could be one of the biggest stories for the entire season. Cause to start 2019, he was, uh, he was on pace to post a career high strikeout percentage. He would look like a top 15, 20 pitcher. And then that wrist injury really derailed his season. So I think if he can get healthy, which I'm sure he, is and he can get back to being the David Price of old. I mean, it's going to be scary. I think that that's one of the you just don't really know what we're going to see with David Price, but I think that he's going to be one of those guys who by the end of the season, Dodger fans love him. They love the fact that he came in and did what he did in 2021. I think David Price is going to be one of the big storylines. Yeah, you look at DP, man. I mean, you got to think at his age, taking that much time off, 
is going to be huge. It's going to be clutch. When you haven't thrown a, a true, real, competitive pitch since the end of 2019, you took, you know, he threw enough. He threw, uh, at least in spring training, he was starting to look pretty good in spring training 2020. He kept throwing in the offseason, according to Dave and himself. Uh, uh, you know, this past offseason, so far, so good, according to Austin Barnes today with, with uh, the media saying he loves the way he looks, love the way the new guy, Corey Knable, looks. We'll talk more about him. But, yeah, dude, DP, um, I think that kid can be a real difference maker. And one huge thing, as we all call him an old man, I call him a kid, we're the same age, uh, which is effing weird. But uh, 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 a huge thing with him is that he doesn't need to do it all. He doesn't need to be a number one, number two, even number three guy. At, 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 you know, In his best days, he's going to be a number four guy. He doesn't need to go out and get you 200 innings. And that is going to be... Uh, a massive, I, I think, weight off his shoulders, knowing that if he needs a day, if he needs a, a, another day between starts, or if he needs a blow on the on the IL, whatever it is, he knows he can do it. And then, boom, you plug in Gonsolin, you plug in D-May, hell, you you get you start the clock on on JoJo Gray. Man, this is a stacked uh, a stacked rotation, man. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I'm just kind of looking back, you know, 2019 <clears throat> that he was. Wasn't giving up very many home runs. That strikeout rate was up. That walk rate was low. It just that that wrist injury was serious. I mean, they were yeah. talking about him not even be able to feel a baseball at one point during that season. And then to think that look, he already he was a part of the reasons why we got Mookie Betts, mm-hmm. and so he can already do no wrong. But I think that David Price is going to really turn heads this year. I think that having a whole season off, one like you mentioned, he gets healthy, but he also has that motivation of seeing his team win a World Series. And he wants to be a part of that. He wants to, he wants that same feeling, and he wants to win a World Series in Dodger blue. I also think another big – I think that this is going to be the big year for Julio Urias. I mean, we saw what he did in the postseason. He was absolutely lights out in October. You saw he pretty much is a part of Dodger lore forever. One, oh, yeah. one seven ERA. He had a zero ERA out of the bullpen. He was fantastic. But I think that Julio Urias, this is the year that he really establishes himself as one of the best starters in all of Major League Baseball. I'm talking top 15, 20 guy. And I think that, you know, you don't really talk about what he did in the regular season last year. But in the regular season, he was a real workhorse for this rotation. There was that first inning where he got into a lot of trouble, gave up. 10 runs in the first uh, in the first inning of his 10 starts. Then after that, 10 runs combined in the other 45 innings. So I think he's going to be a different pitcher with the confidence of what he accomplished in the World Series. Also, just kind of going to that curveball, not throwing that two-seamer as much. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't know, I'm really excited about Julio Urias. I mean, the, the Urias had Urias in his veins in the postseason. <laughs> I think he builds off that this season. And I'm telling you, I got... My bold prediction, I got Julio Urias as an MLB All-Star this season. I'm telling you, this is the year for Urias. I don't want to hear any talk about him moving to the bullpen from anyone. Yes, what he was able to do was phenomenal. But I'm telling you, I I mean, we could do a whole podcast on Julio Urias. I don't know why. I think it's because he gave me that joy, you know, (laughs) that indelible image of getting those final three, you know, those final outs and retiring the last seven batters in game six but, but i think we don't really talk enough about how well he pitched in game four of that series you know he oh had yeah. nine strikeouts he gave up a home run to a Arena, but then again who all did it? i'm pretty sure all of us <laughs> even gave up a home run to randy in that series so yeah i really think that you know bauer comes in there's all this hype about trevor bauer and i think he's going to pitch very well for the dodgers but i think that some of these other guys are going to end up emerging as 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 really taking some of the storylines like julio and david price hey you look at uh, as you call me ori ace man those those everlasting, those long lasting, those memories, those visions you see of Julio, 
Those are of him closing out games. Those are of him as the closer in your bullpen. That also says a lot. The Dodgers do not win that World Series without Julio in the bullpen. Sure, he can start all year long, but if the Dodgers want to win in the postseason, there's something about having the flexibility of a guy like that coming out of the bullpen throwing gas for, I don't know, I mean, upwards of three innings, throwing gas for 40 pitches instead of waiting to him, waiting for him to maybe start the fourth game or something like that. As it lines up right now, he's your number five guy. He's not even in your postseason rotation yeah. in traditional seasons. It, it's it's crazy, man. It, the 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 stacked uh, the stacked team does not. Mike Saldana says it right here. Damn, we stacked and uh, accurate, accurate. Um, that is a professional scout right there. It's a fair assessment. Yeah, that's about how I grade things and how I'm looking at things. <laughs> Doug, I mean, there's so many things to love about this team. Like I said, the biggest question coming into this is the bullpen. And with that, um, we inevitably get to the conversation of this is Kenley Jansen's last year, and I, I personally I don't think he's I don't think that there's a deal in the works or anything like that. I don't know I don't think that he's coming back to L.A. after this. I think he's going to get the hell out of here while he can. What are you looking at with the closing situation? Is there a short leash on Kenley? I mean, is this the first year where where Dave is like, you know what? If if he screws up out of the gate, we're going to move away from the traditional closer role because it seems like he's more and more willing to embrace that, as is reflected in the last game of the World Series. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can, when you think of last season, you think of you Blake Tryon's big saving save game five. You think of Julio Urias doing what he did coming out of the bullpen all postseason long. You think of everyone wanting him to pass the torch to Bruce Dark Gratterall. And when it comes to Kenley Jansen, he definitely had his moments last season. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the point remains, he, he's, just not, he's just not missing bats with that cutter like he was in his prime. He, you saw Joe Davis tweeted had that tweet a couple weeks ago about how he induces soft contact. But I think when it comes to Kenley Jansen this season, I really think that we all know that – Dave Roberts, the ultimate players coach, he's loyal to a fault. I think he'll give him the, the ball to start the season, but I don't think you'll see him going on very many back-to-backs. I think that really I want to see them kind of playing the matchups when it comes to uh, when it comes to the bullpen this season. And I think they're gonna. I, I really. I, my, I mean, I don't. If you're asking me if I think Kenley Jansen will finish with the most saves this year on out of the Dodgers bullpen, for me the answer would be no. I don't think it's gonna be. I think it's either gonna they're gonna try to. Look, Bruce Dark Gratterall, he doesn't miss bats like you want for a closer, like I think you, you've mentioned shows yeah. in the past. But that strikeout rate did go up a little bit in the postseason. I definitely want to see him get a shot at it. I mean, who doesn't want to see the bazooka do it? <laughs> I want to see – I mean, we'll see what uh, what Corey Knable looks like. I mean, Corey Knable yeah. in his prime was an absolute beast. 2017-2018, guy like a you know a 41% strikeout percentage. That guy was ridiculous. And uh, but I definitely know they'll mix it up. I just don't think like, it's nothing against Kenley Jansen. Like I've said on the postgame show, it's all timing. If this was mm-hmm. 2013, 2014, Kenley Jansen aligned with this same roster of position players and rotation, that he would have looked like a you know he would have looked like a legend that came through in the postseason. But unfortunately, I just don't think that in a full 162 game season with that velo dip, I think it went down like one point nine miles per hour, something like that. And, um, yeah, he just hasn't developed that slider enough for me to be my everyday closer mm-hmm. for a championship team. So, really, you know, my wild card, my wild card closer, I, I don't know if this is going to happen, but 
I, I, I really think that Tony Gonsolin can make a great closer. Let's go. I really do. We've been saying that for like two years here, man. <laughs> you know, the, I probably I, I know. Yeah, you got that. it from us, man. I okay. I know. I know. For that one. <laughs> I know. Tony Smoke struggled out of the bullpen last year, but but he told us this off season, like. I need to know my role. It messed me up. He told a yes. few people this offseason not knowing his role was, was a, a big problem for him. So if he goes in saying, and they tell him, look, you're going to be in the, uh, the bullpen. You're probably going to start long relief, but we're going to try to get you as a late-inning leverage guy. I'm sure it'll play, and and you know that's something Brooke and I have been pretty staunchly on, uh, uh, for seeing him in the bullpen, seeing that nasty, uh, splitty, just just can some people because he has that strikeout thing. And um, going back to the weak contact, you're talking about the soft contact with with uh, Kenley and and the different kind of um, not strikeout stuff you get with Bruzdar. And by the way, how's it been so long since we've talked about Bruzdar? It feels Almost I mean, that's sacrilegious that's just, for us. That's just how you know that we have such a good team where you don't even talk about Bruzdar on a daily basis. He deserves <laughs> to be the, the star of the show every single day, and we don't even get to talk about him every week. Two important distinctions, or one important distinction, anyways, they both induce contact. They're not strikeout guys anymore. That being Kenley, or Kenley not a strikeout guy anymore, and Bruzdar is not a strikeout guy yet. The, the difference is Bruzdar gets ground balls, and Kenley gives up those bloopers that fall in, you know, in front of the game outfielders, <laughs> and then there's game Brett four Phillips. that happens. Brett Phillips is all of a sudden a hero, and hey, props to him, man. He's going to ride that for the rest of his career. But uh, still doing that airplane thing on the outfield somewhere. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big thing, man. Anyways, I don't know. I, I know we've taken over. Let me let Brooks say words. Uh, no, I don't really have any words for it. But I mean, and th- th- there's a lot of ways to look at it. Obviously, you talked about it a little bit, Doug. I know we saw Joe Davis tweet out that thing, and it was it was meant to be more of a an inspirational type of thing instead of what it turned into. Is like, yeah, he induces a lot of soft contact, but he misses all of his spots, and that's something yeah. that's been consistent yeah. since after the 2017 World Series. You can induce all the soft contact you want. If you're missing your spots, then you're not going to align with your infielders. You're not going to align with your outfielders. I think there's been several times where you and I have looked at the shift in terms yeah. of defensively how they're aligned and where he ends up throwing the ball and it's like well of course they got it through there's nobody on that side of the infield you have to know that you can't throw away from him on a cutter when your defense is lined up to pull and and all these it seems like nothing's ever matching up in terms of what they're asking out of kenley versus what they're getting out of yeah him. the analytics hurt him i think yeah. big time and yeah. he, you know he we, yeah, i think you hit on pretty much the best uh point when it comes to kenley jansen is that just missing his spots in key situations like i used to say last season you know, during certain games, if you were on a dunk tank and Kenley Jansen was trying to hit you, you'd be really dry right now. You know, and I think that that unfortunately is something that persists with him. And just just some, and there's a confidence thing with him. But I do think, like Jeff's uh, your guest last week, Jeff Snyder, Jeff Snyder said, uh, I thought that was a great point he made about you know coronavirus and being you know yeah, not, no, kind that's of the, a good point. the after effects as him specifically. And I think him being healthy, him being in his last year as a Dodger. Look, don't get me wrong. This guy's 312 saves. He's a yeah. Dodger legend. There's no question about it. At his peak, the guy was virtually unhittable. Some, I mean, at some point during the 2017 postseason, we know what happened. But Kenley Jansen, it's no, it's you know, it's not like Kenley slander. I'm just trying to trying to keep it real with him. Um, and and when, going back to Tony Gonson too, I mean, I just really think that. Like in the postseason, like you mentioned, he needs a role. He went 16 days without an appearance yeah. in the postseason. <laughs> yeah. And then the October, you know, he gave four home runs in nine of thirds innings. He gave, you know, the walk rates were up. He had, I think, uh, seven walks in the regular season and, like, 
nine in the postseason, something crazy like that. So the walks are up, the home runs are up. But like you said, like that's, that pitch is so unique, that split mm-hmm. change. And when you have a great pitch like that coming out of the bullpen, he can hit 96 on the gun. I mean, I just want to see him coming out of that bullpen. I mean, I think instead of Metallica's Enter Sandman, could be like Enter Catman or something like that. You know, I tell you, there's something about him, Tony Gonsolin, is just like oh, he's got that closer's mentality. Hey. And I don't know. Hey. I just really – and it's like you – obviously a, a starter, you know how Andrew Friedman, he values starters, and he you, that is where the money's at. But I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm agreeing with you guys. I really do think it would just be something where you can master that role – and I think that, yeah, he would take L.A. by storm as the closer. But, hey, I would love to be proven wrong, and he's a yeah. an elite pitcher that gives you six strong, you know, 25, 30 times a year. So that, I just, I'm, not, I'm just a big fan of the dude. Hey, Brooke sees me, man. I'm not letting this one go. And yeah, I know I if my old lady's yeah. watching, she's already on the same track. So Google it, kids, or you, put it on YouTube. Look up Meowtalica. No, There's meow, a yeah, meow, 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 dude, fire right there. All move over, Eric Gagne. You have your new greatest closer intro music of all time. Meow I, I don't even like. I'm cats ending that the much, podcast I, with Meow Talica. There you now. go. Yeah. yeah, I don't even like cats that much, but I'm all aboard on that idea. I'm all in on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got. Uh, I got one more question before we let you go, brother. But uh, hey, we know everybody knows who's been keeping up with you all off season. You're humping, man. You're you're reworking. I know you probably got another video coming out tonight or early in the morning or something like that. But our friends over at Let's Be uh, Let's Be Frank podcast they asking are they bring up Dustin May breakout season? Still has a lot to prove after uh, championship. D May came out today. Uh, media talk. Talk to D May. Of course, Dustin May is a, a huge, uh, or is, is greatly impacted by the Trevor Bauer signing. Um, it's one less spot for him in the rotation. I just want to get your your uh, your quick thoughts on on Dustin Mania, your boy. What do you think happens with D May in twenty twenty one? I that's another guy. I mean, I heard you guys talking uh, your last show or the show before that about him needing to get that strikeout rate up. Him. That, you know, that two-seamer is filthy. It's one of the best pitches in the game from a velo standpoint, from a movement standpoint. But I think with, with Dustin May, also was the home runs. He was second on the team with most home runs allowed last year with nine bombs. And he averaged five five innings a start last season. He only gave up more than two runs in one start in the regular season. So I think if you're Dustin May, he's still just 23 years old. He's a guy that you know they're heavily invested in. I think that they're going to do what they can to, to make sure that he is a starting pitcher. Because I think he's a guy that is a future top three pitcher in a above-average rotation. I think that he's a guy who has the potential to be a one or two guy mm-hmm. in a champ in a World Series contending team. So I'm su- remember we went to uh, we went to his first start with yeah. Dodgers Nation. We yes, saw sir. the you know we, we saw the, the show flow, of, man. I feel like you have a special connection when you go to a guy's first start. Right. You know, so you got to ride or die with them. But look, I, I'm still a really big fan of Dustin May. He actually increased that strikeout percentage by I think like six or seven percentage points in the postseason. So him a lot like Gonsolin kind of had, um, had some rough outings in the postseason, but you saw in um, you saw later in the series against the Rays, he actually did have some some nice appearances. Yeah. He's a guy that, uh, that I'm still very high on. I really want to see Dustin May continue to develop, and I just think that he has a true gift, and so does Gonsolin with the, some of these unique pitchers. That's why I just, uh, like I've been saying, it's an embarrassment of pitches with this rotation because you have so many guys that have all these unique pitches up and down this yeah. rotation, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm big on Dustin May. I think he's a guy that at this point in his career, I think he'll accept any role you give him. I think he'd be open to the idea of going in the bullpen and, and having the same role as a Tony Gonson might. But I think he's a guy that you really want to just continue to, de- to develop as a starting pitcher. Yeah, man. Uh, I nailed it. 
Nailed all of it, man. That's, that's, that's it. a good way to wrap it up. <laughs> Doug, man, we appreciate you hanging out with us, man. This is uh, this is always fun. Uh, now that we figured this out, we don't got to wait for COVID to go away to get you back in the office. We can do this a little bit more. The chat, the chat loved it. Everybody loves seeing uh, DMAC underscore LA in the chat. Uh, or on oh, the thanks, yeah, <laughs> on the stream honestly, here. It's my favorite podcast. Always been my favorite podcast. Like it's, you know, it's I, true. I, he, I usually go to he was I big on us before he even came about on. Baseball or laugh, and this is like basically like a combination of both. You know what I'm saying? So appreciate it. Yeah, man. it's always great to be on with you guys. And uh, yeah, man, go to the YouTube channel over at uh, YouTube.com/slash/DodgersNationTV. Hit that subscribe button. <laughs> All that stuff. That notification but, button. Uh, <laughs> Drop yeah, all your takes in the comments button. below. <laughs> but, yeah, thanks thanks again, guys, man. Talk to you guys soon. And, and everybody, make sure you keep an eye out for uh, the post-game show. It's going to be happening. Uh, we don't know when. We'll announce when the official first one. you got to do a few uh, in, in spring training. We know you're going you're gonna to bust out the old uh, – well, you already got the Britney mic on, so you're gonna have to dust off the the live stream stuff. And there's no there's no start stop in the live stream player. Yeah, man. All right, I take it easy, dude. Deck rocking. <laughs> that is at dmac underscore la. Thank you for hanging out with us. We got Ale Ali. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know how to say your name there, but somebody gave us two dollars on the super chat for dot <laughs> which is great. Ah, the sizzle of McDonald's sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just $3.33. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The last bit of the show here before we we do head out, guys. Um, a few quick hits. I mean, things have happened around the spring training, as as uh, as the kids say. Um, why don't you take us through it, man? Yeah, we got a couple things to hit on. Uh, there's, a, I mean, there's like a lot of little things that happen, a lot of decent things that happen, but we didn't know how to hit them today, so we kind of just wanted to throw them out there, see what you guys want to maybe sit on for a second, but we'll just talk about them in the meantime. First thing is that Clayton Kershaw reveals that he does not want to retire necessarily after the 2021 season, which I think is music to the ears of yes. all Dodgers fans everywhere of all time. But, but he also didn't necessarily say that he wanted to play with the Dodgers for the rest of his career. I mean, he also said yeah. that he wanted to reevaluate it after every season so uh, it didn't exactly instill confidence but at the same time it was also like well at least he doesn't want to retire after this season right well as he said i'm only 32 he is only he's 32. got he's got some bullets left in the tank we'll we'll learn a lot about what um what the hell he he uh what his future is going to look like after this season i think uh you know a full season if he can stay healthy that's going to tell him a lot i i I I can't see him pitching anywhere else. As much as he wants to be home right. or closer to home to be with his kids, he's still going to have to be at the ballpark. You're not going to spend every waking minute with your kids. He, I mean, I think we also forget, and this is a this is a maybe not important side of it, but he's a very much a creature of habit. He doesn't yes. like breaking from routine. He doesn't, especially in terms of his starts and and how he approaches baseball, just in general. He really really is upset when you break his routine. Routine, and I think people have said that in the past. Like, do not mess with any of his routine. Like, don't throw any wrenches in there that are not a part of his normal routine. He's gonna get pissed off. <laughs> so I think with that, that's like, oh, okay, well he wants to be a Dodger then. Like he's just gonna retire Dodgers. There's obviously up in the air. There's a lot of question marks in it. I think we'll find out more in the coming months. Yeah. Um, um, but I don't like it. 
I would imagine somebody like that. I mean, he knows Clayton Kershaw knows the legacy. He knows the lore. He knows the history of the Los Angeles Dodgers and the history of the Brooklyn Dodgers. He's one of the guys who came up at the right time when there were still there was still a Tommy motoring around the ballpark. Maury Wills was there. Don Newcomb, tell all these guys that were telling him things and Koufax knowing that he played his entire career, how much he looks up to Sandy and knowing that Sandy played his entire career with the Dodgers, that's going to be something. Having somebody like Bulldog around and, and you know, Bulldog has told him or has, has openly said, it's like, it broke my heart when I left the Dodgers. I didn't want to leave there, but they didn't want me. Uh, people are going to, we're going to want the Dodgers. Kofa, or Hershiser was broken when he signed elsewhere, when he signed with Cleveland. Kershaw's not exactly unbroken, but um, but he's got good he's got good innings left in him. I for I, sure. I can see Clayton Kershaw being the type of dude. Sorry, Tony Crenshaw being the type of dude to go around look at uh, listen to these vets, listen to these guys, at what it means to be a Dodger for for uh, his entire career. So that's just my take, and I think um, I can't see him going anywhere. Alternatively, I also don't believe that he will be the guy that tries to push his career too far. I think no. once he feels it falling apart or once he feels the wheels coming 36 off, max. he's going to be like, that's that's good enough for me. I don't need to sit around longer than I need to be here and embarrass myself and be that awkward old veteran that people want to succeed but just doesn't. So I mm-hmm. think he's going to go out on top wherever he ends up. I think he's going to ultimately stay with the Dodgers. Alternatively, we go back to another guy that's broken. Uh, Kenley Jansen <laughs> changed up his offseason routine or approach, I guess you can call it. Pitching coach Mark Pryor confirmed that the change went from um, bulking, which I'm assuming is weightlifting, to more of uh, body movement focus. So I don't know if that means that Kenley Jansen's doing yoga or Pilates. I, I can't <laughs> confirm or deny that necessarily, but it is more focused on his body movement and longevity mm-hmm. and strengthening uh, that aspect of it. <clears throat> don't know if that helps, but Doc also said <laughs> right right from the get, immediately, mm-hmm. Kenley's our closer. Like, yes. for, like day one press yes. conference, Kenley is our closer because obviously that's the question that everybody wants to know coming in. Is this another one of those things where it's like he changed your offseason approach and nothing changes just like in years past? I mean, what was the last year? Driveline? Driveline was last year. The year before that, diet? <laughs> right? Wasn't it like a well, yeah, go was, on, don't eat ice cream? Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he he tried to do the... Uh, the what are they called? Jazzercise? Jazzercise. He tried to do jazzercise. Hell, like hell why one. not? Um, <laughs> Kenley does Zumba. Uh, <laughs> and uh, now he won't come on our show. <laughs> Well, we've never asked. Yeah, I won't ask. Usually, them. when we <laughs> ask them, like very few times have we not got a Dodger that we've asked to come That's on true. the show. We won't ask him yeah. because we I'm don't like. I'm kind of afraid of him. <laughs> These guys are are here to work, man. Like I would not want people to call me and be like, "Hey, I want to." How's your Zoom talk class to you going? about your job? That's <laughs> your jazzercise. Oh man, are you good on Kenley? Oh, I'm good on Kenley. I don't want to talk about it anymore. So <laughs> I, I probably should have plugged in the graphic, but. Uh, this one was pretty cool. I, I, I'm going to try to remember to keep calling him the Julio uh, Urias. Urias. But yeah. uh, Julio's dad was a dad got a pops, uh, yep. pops got a a World Series uh, tattoo of his son hoisting that uh, that that trophy. Right? Is that what it he's is? Is the, the celebration the whole trophy? Where he's doing the step forward oh, okay. with the hands pumped, and then the trophies in the or the a piece of metals in the background. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So he got that. It's nice and big. You can go over to DodgersNation.com and check it out. It's on an article there uh, provided by AM570. Thank you for that, guys. Um, You can go check it out. I don't have any Dodgers tattoos, but if you have any Dodgers tattoos, especially if you got one celebrating the World Series victory, I would very much like to see them. So go tag me on Twitter or Instagram or something. I just want to see them. I think we have that question up on our our Twitter as well, uh, on Dodgers Nation on Twitter, uh, at Dodgers Nation. Check it out. Um, You know, that that is surprising because you you are a guy that's uh, an ink boy. 
I have many tattoos. Um, I feel odd about um, working Bra- in sports branding. and then That's branding a, myself yeah. as a Dodger fan. I That's feel weird call. about that, uh, so I don't do that. That's so it. I think if I ever don't work in sports in general, uh, yeah, I will. I will certainly get a uh, giant uh, Dodger Stadium tattoo on me somewhere or something. All right, you're Sandy fired. Koufax, right? You're, on my you're fired. <laughs> Is this going to say Sandy Koufax? <laughs> just says Sandy. not in any particular font. Just in like yeah. Calibri, just like Sandy Koufax. That that's uh, that's it's beautiful. Thank you very much on that one. Uh, we talked a little about this a little bit earlier. Trevor Bauer is getting in fights on Twitter. We're not going to hit that too much. I think you guys need to go look on Twitter if you need to understand what's happening in the world of the Dodgers Twitter soap opera. It it that's what it's going to be. That's his thing. I mean, TB speaks his mind. He responds. Uh, I know in his head he he does it his best uh, to be polite about it, but in this era, everybody's going to read into everything their way. If you choose to read it the worst possible way, that's on you. If you choose to completely absolve him of any guilt, that's on you, or of any you know any wrongdoing in it, that's on you. There's 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 arguments for both sides, and there's somewhere in the middle. And you know, um, I just I I want him. To, I want to see him fight the Padres people. I'm I want to see him fight yeah, that Padres would, if, kid. If he's gonna, if he's gonna fight, if there's gonna be somebody on our team to fight online, and we can't avoid it, which sucks, but yeah. it's gonna happen. If that's the case, please go fight Padres Twitter for me oh, because be, I just don't want to handle it. Any, I, I have taken on the burden of that. You have, and I don't make forty million dollars a year. He so, does not. With that, Mister <laughs> TB, um, please, please go do that, so I no longer have to fight with, uh, with uh, Chris Paddock's brother and his agent. <laughs> His mom, whoever's in my messages all the time. Chris Paddock, oh, is Chris you. Paddock still in the league? No, I think they DFA'd him. Uh, <laughs> anyways, moving on here because we're getting near our cutoff time. Dodgers fans in attendance by opening day? Um, is that possible? Uh, is it happening? Uh, Stan Kasten says he thinks it's possible. He thinks it could He's happen. Trying. He's hopeful for it. They're, uh, they're talking about it. People are talking. P- apparently tickets are being sold on on the resale market for like eight thousand yes. dollars what the hell man look dude people haven't been to dodger stadium in over 500 days uh it's been a long time since anybody's got to watch an actual game there so people want to go people need to get their fix i missed it i wouldn't I pay, sure as hell wouldn't pay eight thousand no. dollars to go there and spend four thousand more dollars on beers uh, because that you, you see that's that's the plan. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, I would yeah, spend yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you plan on somehow being there on opening day, mm-hmm. kudos to you. Hopefully you're safe. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen. Another thing we talked about already. Keeper Ruiz still has not arrived to spring training because his visa still has issues, and there is no update on that. Doc doesn't even know when he's going to be here, or even if there's a timeline for him right now. Does does he have a future anywhere on the big league team in Some the next point. couple of weeks? Just Some in general. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if they need somebody, do they go to the him or do they go to FedEx? Who's back, by the way, Tim Federovich. Yeah, that's right. Don't the forget. same guy who was traded for Matthew Ryan Kemp, or with <sighs> with Matthew Ryan Kemp like for him. Yeah, for, well, you know, it's later, arguably. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and moving on a little bit more to the payroll side of things, Andrew Freeman said he's not cutting the payroll. It kind of he Lies. didn't say it. He kind of said it. He said I expect it to be the same at the end of the season. If there's going to be a time to splurge, just now things along those lines. So you can expect the Dodgers to have a 254 plus million dollar payroll in 2021, which I have heard is a lot of money. It is a lot of money. It's going to cost them some money and a 10 spots in the draft. We talked about that a little bit last week. As they say in the biz, it's not my money. Speaking of a lot of money, wow. final thing I wanted to get out of you, and we can talk about it real quick here, guys. Fernando Tatis of the Sham Diego Padres. 
14 year, 300, what, $40 million deal? A lot, yeah. That is a lot of. Uh, if anybody here makes $340 million, please jump into the chat and super chat some of that. <laughs> I saw somebody said I'd, I'd pay, but I haven't got my stimulus yet. So Me, we appreciate yeah. the thought on the super chat, guys. Um, good or bad for baseball and for Tatis? Oh, whew, 14 man. year deal. Uh, it's good for baseball. I will say that. Anytime that a team is willing to commit to a player long term and spend a bunch of money like that, I think it's good for baseball. I think uh, players need to be paid um, accordingly. And I think that owners need to stop <clears throat> making so much damn money all the time. With that being said, I don't know necessarily that is a great deal for him. I think if you're looking at um, the longevity of his career, if you were able to play at the same level that he's been playing at, I think that it will be a huge discount that they would get him at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But in terms of if he can keep doing it or not, obviously that's all up in the air. I think if I'm him, I'm taking that money because it's a guaranteed. It's right in front of you. You never mm-hmm. know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know if tomorrow is even promised let alone in baseball when injuries happen and career-ending injuries happen often. So, I mean, if you're him, I would take it. I think I hope that he's able to look back on his career and be like, I'm glad I took that money. I'm glad I took that contract. I hope he doesn't have any Is it a smart deal for San Diego considering he's played, what, less than 150 games in his career? It is wild to me that the Padres are like, we're just going to give you all this money because you've – You've been, yeah, he's electric. I mean, he, yeah. he, he, you saw in his press con- introductory press con- introductory for his contract press conference. I think it was today, right? Yes, was that today. <laughs> I mean, the kid is good for baseball, man. He's smart. He knows what he's talking about. He's very talented in most aspects of his life. He just can't hit against the Dodgers, and that's okay. Like I don't blame him for that. But he, I mean, he offers a lot to baseball. I think he's a. Mm-hmm. The argument has come up like, is he the is he the face of baseball? And <clears throat> I think the face of baseball is whoever you want it to be. It's up to you. I don't really care. I don't think Mark Mike Tra- Mark Trout. <laughs> I don't think Mike Trout is a marketable guy. So I understand why people don't yeah. view him as such. Um, but I. Mike Trout shows up to work on time and leaves right at 5 o'clock. Exactly. Punch in, punch out. But he does a very good job at what he does. (laughs) I think that it is wild to me that they've committed, like, I mean, I say close to a billion dollars. It's not technically close to a billion dollars. It's like a Mike Trout contract away from a billion dollars. But it is a lot of money to the left side of the diamond. Like, two positions between Machado and Tatis. That's a ton of cash. I would like some of that. Does he finish that contract? In San Diego? Uh, no, I don't believe he does. All right. Good yeah. call. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. I hope you all had some fun. Uh, this beat is sick. So, huh? yeah, take a ride on my... Anyways, um, yeah, uh, follow us at places. Make sure you follow Doug. Doug, we love Doug, at DMAC underscore LA. He'll be all around your Dodgers Nation stuff all year long because uh, I force him to. This is how it goes. So find him on... DodgersNation.com. Subscribe to Blue Heaven. We are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Search Radio, all the spots that podcasts exist for free. We live there, so do that. Doug also has a podcast that we need to get better at uploading more regularly. It's at Dodgers Dugout with D-O-U-G-O-U-T. Props to Gary for coming up with that name. We had tacos. Gary came up with it. He was very happy. Um, And once again, make sure you do subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash DodgersNationTV. We appreciate all of your subs. All of them. Every single one of them. All of belong to me. All of, all of your subs belong to us. Guys, I am at BrookMe3. This guy over here is at RealFRG. We're both on Twitter and Instagram. Once again, hit us up. We want to see those Dodgers tattoos. If you have them, we're at Dodger Nation on Twitter, at Official Dodger Nation on Instagram. Make sure you go check out our giveaway with Elite Sports Collectibles. Go win that perfect, wonderful 12-inch FOCO World Series replica trophy as She's seen beautiful. here 
on television or podcast TV, uh, whatever you want to call it. Thank you guys for your questions. Thank you guys for your comments. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for your support all the time. Thank you for welcoming Doug into the show because Doug is very nervous. Uh, you, you know, he's such a superstar talent that he, he doesn't usually do lowly <laughs> podcasts like this, but he was on. So thank you to Doug. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Now that's what I call music. Not available in any store. Yowtalica, 40 of their furriest hits on one fantastic collection, featuring greatest hits. Now that's what I call music. Meow, 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 meow. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.